Fess Up with Liz and Nikki, a Go Loud original podcast. Proudly sponsored by BTL Aesthetics, the creators of M Face, the needle free alternative to tightening, lifting, and toning your face. BTL treatments are available in the best aesthetic clinics nationwide. Go Loud sounds better with us. Hi, I'm Liz Dwyer. And I am Nikki Dwyer, and we are the sisters behind the Future Beauty and Health Show. The Future Beauty and Health Show is an event that aims to educate you, the end user, about all things aesthetics. We have brought together the best doctors, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, nurses, practitioners in the industry to teach you about everything from veins to veneers, Botox to boob jobs, acne to rosacea, you name it, we have it all covered under one roof. And fess up, this podcast is an extension of our live show, but we're kind of flipping the coin here. Normally in our events, we talk to uh, medical and scientific experts, but here we're talking to real people, well-known faces about what they've really had done in terms of tweakments, in terms of treatments, in terms of cosmetic dentistry, cosmetic surgery, the whole nine yards. So we want to get to the real truth of how people are looking so goddamn amazing these days. So join us every week as we debunk and demystify on all things aesthetics while we get people to fess up. We have got such a cool, interesting guest on later on. We have the gorgeous Laura Dowling, aka the fabulous pharmacist, who we've known for many years now and we have a great both working and um, alcoholic relationship relationship (laughs) with it's not all yoga and sound baths with Laura let me know there's a bit of Chardonnay in there too Um, but really looking forward to uh, having a conversation with her later she's had a really interesting career I mean obviously she's a pharmacist originally and and that's I suppose where she's a pharmacist she is mom of three three. she's an incredible athlete she has her own company now uh, Fabu um, which is like supplements for menopause, perimenopause, brain, brain focus, hair, skin, immunity. Flow. Brilliant supplements, like a lot of Chinese medicine meets, you know, modern Eastern. pharmacology. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, like, do you know what? And it's not just some woo woo science. You know, she's an actual pharmacist she's who's yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she she's into it. Um, and then on top of that, she uh, she's like an advocate, a massive advocate for female health, particularly all things vagina related. And she's a fabulous podcast called The Lord and Lord Experience. Lord Dowling Experience. And um, and then just because you know she's obviously nothing else to do, she's now doing the Viva La Vulva tour. Yeah. So um, busy lady. And I've never yeah, she's known she's great crack as well. She puts out more social media than Kim Kardashian, I swear. She actually yeah, does. Unbelievable. Like. I don't know how she's time to actually do anything else. I know. She's amazing. Busy she's woman. amazing. Um, so uh, you're in for a treat with that interview later on. Um, and in uh, an ode and a nod to her and her career, we're going to talk about... Vaginas! Vaginas! <laughs> so all men can tune out right now if any poor man is listening to this. Well, there's plenty of men who are interested in vaginas. Actually, in fact, were... most men I know are interested in vaginas. <laughs> and in fact... If you learn about vaginas from us, then you could take these tricks to the bedroom and you might get some bonus Christmas presents. You never know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, right, we're going to talk about not just vaginas. Yeah. I'm not allowed to call it down, down there. No. Nikki gives out to me going, don't go down there. Also because you're not 12 yeah. and, you know, we run a business that focuses on female health. You can't call it down yeah, there. Yeah, but may I just say, when we're talking about vaginas, we're not just talking about vaginas, we're talking about vaginas, we're talking about urethas, we're talking about black. Ladders, yeah. We're talking about vulvas, health, we're talking about flaps, we're talking about anuses, we're talking about perineums, we're literally talking about yeah. the whole pelvic bowl. So th- yeah. I call it down there because I'm referring to the whole shebang, not just one little element of it. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I'm Most people don't know what their vagina looks like. Well, there is that too. Okay, yeah. but it's Have you ever sat and actually held a mirror in front of your vagina yeah, and actually looked? for sure. I have, yeah. All day, every day. <laughs> All day. Every day. I'm like, hey, down there, you're looking great. No, I fucking oh not look good. It's like a nickname, down there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I do look at my vagina. I only started particularly looking at it uh, after, uh, as as I was exposed in Laura Dowling's uh, podcast, that I had two babies and ripped myself to pieces and Literally. only discovered uh, like six months, which was, I think that's the most disturbing. I didn't even notice till about six mm. months later that my flaps are, what, what are the, what's the technical term? Now that you misses anatomical, what's the techni- anatomical term for flaps? Well, you have your labia minora and labia majora. So which oh. ones are you talking about? The inner ones with 
they're only supposed to be two and they had yeah. shredded into five pieces. Wow. So, and I'm supposed to have gotten fixed and seven years later I still haven't bothered. So, wow. I know it's just not high on the list. Well, it's because it doesn't bother you. It physically doesn't cause you any discomfort. No, it doesn't. And no. you don't care what it looks like. I don't really, no. So, not that bothered. But I mean, if it was causing you yeah, discomfort. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, or like every time you put on underwear it hurt or every yeah. time you sat in a seat it hurt or every time you went to try to go cycling or whatever it hurt, then, you know. And I mean, funny, like we've had a load of labiaplasty talks at Future Beauty Show and just general gynecological, sexual health, intimate mm-hmm. health talks. And it's they put up these slides on the screens of the different types of labia, menorah and uh, yeah. vulvas and whatnot. And it is it is kind of gas because yeah. we're also accustomed to porn vaginas, right? And like... You Speak know, for yourself. <laughs> now we know what Liz is doing all day at home. She's like watching porn and looking at her own vagina. <laughs> perfect looking porn vagina. Not me. I mean, the general society is accustomed to this perfect looking porn vagina, effectively. And they yes. don't look like no, that. No, I know. They look anything... But like a bored vagina, in fact. No, yeah. Like all sorts, shapes and sizes. Yeah. Like, like like the female body, it doesn't, 99% of them do not look like what you see on a I honestly don't know if men actually give a shit what they look like. The vaginas? Yeah. As long as they're f- tight and functioning. <laughs> yeah, I don't, men or women, I don't, I don't know if anyone, well look, I, I think it's each their own obviously, like and we're all about promoting people, being able to empower them the, with the decisions and the, the, the skilled people to do whatever that is that they want to achieve. But like, I don't know know if from like a arousal point of view anyone would ever look at your five flaps and go oh Jesus not going there okay yeah however however from my personal point of view right mm. so okay my my vagina story mm. here we go um so I went I was doing the M solid chair uh, for so M solid chair for anyone who doesn't know it's a uh, the vagina throne the orgasm throne all these kind of nicknames for it it's basically a chair you sit on and uh, we've talked about it before on the podcast and it um sends a kind of magnetic action up your vagina and in, in I don't know how it's basically electronic kegels. Electronic, is the short way. Yeah, like a little shock this. goes up your vagina and it makes you do twelve hundred kegels involuntarily while sitting on this chair. So you literally That's sit in this chair quite pleasurable. Fully clothed, uh, and this little flicky thing kind of goes flicks up your vagina from underneath the chair, within the chair basically, and it gives you uh, it makes your kegels. Causes your, your your muscles to spasm. It's kind They're of pe- like the yeah. same theory as slender tone a hundred yes. million years ago. Contracts and retracts the muscles so that you basically exact same. It mimics what you do when you're doing a, p- a pelvic floor massive yes. like Kegel. But it does it twelve hundred of them in half an hour, yeah, which, which I we can probably never do. never do in a lifetime. No. Today. So it's super duper um, intense. I've, actually, it's not intense. I'm sure it's kind of like a little bit of as intense. But like after a few minutes, you don't even know you're doing kind of it. Pleasurable. Yeah, like some people actually, you know, have full orgasms on it. Hence, it's called the orgasm throne. But the majority of people don't. Anyway, I started this for stress incontinence. So after having babies, um, so I had vagina births and you had seabirth, seasick mm. births. So it's kind of interesting. We both had different, uh, what's it called? Um, stress incontinence journeys. Um, yeah. And uh, literally I couldn't go, like I would, I live in Dunleary, so I'd run the pier quite a bit. Mm. And I couldn't even get halfway down the pier without like literally my full leggings being wet. Like I would so pee myself. Proper leaking. Proper oh, peeing myself. Yeah. You know, um, like I wouldn't go near a trampoline, obviously, uh, or cough or la. I mean, obviously I'd cough, but you know, I'd be, bit weary of it. So went on this for the uh, stress incontinence, did two, and was actually really cynical. Uh, Dee, the, the girl who brought into the country, it was, it was just before COVID. And she was like, hop on this here now. And, um, you know, it'd be great. And I was like, yeah, whatever, another gadget, another freaking device that's not going to do anything. Uh, did it. I was like, it's no skin off my back to sit on this chair. And two sessions later, I remember then having a sexual encounter after two sessions. And I was like, holy God, the difference <laughs> was like night and day. It was actually night and day. I was like, this is the sex I used to have in my 20s. And I'd forgotten because obviously yeah. my like vagina had expanded and from collapsed. childbirth. Uh, yeah, from childbirth and life mm. and pelvic floor and, you know, just general damage. Uh, I didn't even know. So I, it was only after I tried the chair, I went, Jesus, I must have had a book of vagina. Well, I Didn't heard, I heard, and I look, I don't know if this is absolute horseshit or not, but I'd heard that there was a, a road in a wealthy suburb of South County Dublin where there was a group of women on the road who clubbed together and spent the, whatever, some mad money, it's 80 oh, yeah. grand or whatever for a chair, and they bought one for the road. Yeah, cool. And the women are are, are yeah. basically on the chair. I want to live on that night. road. That is a great road. Yeah, it's huge. That is women talking to like, and, and then a friend of mine's husband was saying, here, listen, I'm going to buy you I'm going to buy you one of those chairs for Christmas. Yeah. Like we actually think it's got, so we're not the only people to Well, I've done periods. it also. So I, I, I. By the way, before you go on to yeah. the, the stress and continence went, the sexual uh, Function increased. Increased 
tenfold. Um, and it was like... And I saw you were jumping on trampolines. And I, and I now go to rebounding classes. So, like, I mean, it has been an absolute life game. You need about six sessions. Yeah. You uh, do have to top it up, though. It's not like six have to top and it done. It's kind of like going to the gym and going and getting a six pack. And then, you know, you can't just go back eating, like, <laughs> you know, McDonald's and yeah. wondering where your six pack gone. You do, like, you do have to do... You probably have to do it every... Who should think every, every I think you need years? a top up every year, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I did it three years ago, four years ago first. So did you? Before yeah. babies. Well, yeah. You, you did it in Monaco, didn't you? You did it in Monaco, yeah. 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 So I had stress incontinence from from exercise. From your athletic career. Yeah, from my athletic career. But when I was doing triathlons, I never forget I did a triathlon in the Phoenix Park and um I was in hot pink leggings and a hot pink matching bra from What's that lovely Irish brand that I like? Oh, anyway, you were having anyway. a Barbie moment. Anyway, I was having a Barbie moment. I thought I, I thought I looked fab and I was on course for like my personal best running time. And anyhow, I like ran through the finish line, hands in the air and was like, yes, delighted with myself. And I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my God, I nailed that. And I went home, like didn't think too much of it. I definitely felt a bit like damp or whatever. I didn't really think too much about it. Threw on a pair of tracks bottoms and off I went. And then, you know, like they send you like the finisher picks thing. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I'm actually, you should post it on Instagram because it's so bad. I am literally, because they're pink as well. I was wet to the knees <laughs> and this big patch and down the back as well. I was like, oh fucking hell. So that was the first time I actually knew that I had, I didn't know beforehand. That you were no, stressing. I think I just thought I was sweating when I was running and exercising. But other than that, like I had no other, I, it, I didn't experience it during any other exercise or any other thing other than running. Well, I did not think a triathlon is an extreme example. Of course, you're going to pee yourself. There's only, no, this, these are small triathlons, like five kilometres. All right. Like, you should be able to run five kilometres without peeing yourself. You oh. should be able to sneeze without peeing yourself. If you if you have to close your legs, I think that's, the, isn't that the acid test? If you have to close your legs, clench or hold when you sneeze or cough, you're at the start of the incontinence journey. I'm actually doing my giggles right now. As and, um, anyway, come on, let's. So, anyway, on. short story is I started, I did the, I did the, the, the chair in Monaco. This is yeah. back in 2018 or something. And, um, I was like, that is pretty interesting. Uh, so I did a couple, I did three because I wasn't there long enough to do any more. And instantaneously it made a difference. Yeah. And I remember like talking to the girl who's now brought them in. I was like, you need to get your hands on these machines. They are going to be gold. And um, anyhow, since then, I had a baby. Uh, two first, babies. Two babies. The first baby I did six directly afterwards. Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did yeah, you? Yeah. Are you allowed after a C-section? Oh, it was like after the 12 weeks, oh, yeah, whatever okay. it was. But I did the six. Um, so tightened everything back up again. Uh, also, by the way, and then, sorry, second baby and then did, did another. I just finished the six. So actually, a lot of people think that if you have a C-section, your pelvic floor, or sorry, not your pelvic floor, your whole vagina, everything will be yeah, grand. remains that intact. Is what? What? not the case. But No, it's not. But your pelvic floor does not remain intact. Because once you have a baby. Let me explain. Yeah, go on. So the point is, is that it's whilst your vagina doesn't take a beating from yeah. a vaginal birth, your pelvic floor is the net of muscles that sits on top of your vagina yeah. and it holds your organs. So it holds your your, your bowel, it holds your bladder. your bladder, it holds everything in place. Well, so if you imagine a, a, a balloon, right, when you fill a balloon with water, it stretches, right? Yeah. And, and then when you empty the water out, it shrinks back. But if you keep stretching it or you stretch it really big, it never really goes back to the same same yeah. original like balloon or whatever. Mm. So that's basically exactly what happens to your pelvic floor when you ha- when you just get pregnant, regardless of whether you are... Uh, I'm you not have just pregnant. Yeah, like people who are athletes get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weight gain. You weight, weight gain, weight loss. loss yeah. yeah, menopause, hormonal fluctuations, all sorts of things. But particularly when you're breastfeeding as well, your body fills with prolactin. So it's to create create like relaxing... Uh, breastfeeding prolactin? Uh, prolactin so not, when you're not, pregnant, not, right? um, not breastfeeding, sorry. When you're pregnant, prolactin, your body gets full of prolactin. So your, your ligaments and your muscles all kind of relax. So even all all that kind of stuff causes, uh, you know, a looseness. A, a looseness. Yeah. So I did it just as power for the course, and like I mean, night and day difference. Again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I do think, and I'd have to be honest now, I don't. I, I think this age, I don't think the two or three, I wouldn't get away with it. I I do think you need the six. I do think you need to do them, bang 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 yeah. bang bang. I think like I think. You know, doing this like I'll do one now and I'll do a couple in a couple of weeks' time. No. You can't. But most have to clinics to it. sell it as a course, and you yeah. do the course of four to six. And like 
they're expe- well actually they've got much more reasonable it's about a lot of the clinics are now doing a thousand euros for six sessions yeah. or eight sessions maybe and you can do it should your be covered on the VHI it should be this nature she used to be buying these chairs and put one in three women in Ireland turn conscious I'm sorry by the way one these three. chairs are not just for, for for females they can be used for males for uh, ED for faecal incontinence for, for women for faecal incontinence for well. women for anyone so like the whole pelvic floor area can learn from this but we need to move on to the next thing right so apart from um, the vagina or the M salad chair yeah. um, you can also get uh, you can in a lot of internal, transvaginal, transvaginal lasers. lasers and tightening and so forth and yeah. I, I remember going to Dubai and I was absolutely gobsmacked every freaking second shop in the mall yeah we're doing these uh, vaginal tightening um, devices and everything like as if mm. they were like you know ice cream they were like literally come on in I tighten your vagina well, I think in France I don't know I stand to be corrected on this but I think in France it's it's standard postpartum hair so intersex yeah like you know having a tight vagina is up there with having good wine basically yeah Do you know <laughs> trust me I have a French boyfriend I know what I'm talking about but I think like that should be part of uh, it drives me mucking mad the postpartum care in this country but anyway we're not going to go down that road no, but, 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 but it, so the trans vaginal uh, laser is laser. basically a phallic like laser Probe. it looks like a giant dildo and it has there's different versions of it but basically the lasers admit on 360 um, 360 directionals throughout the the vaginal wall Canal. to do very there's various different lasers that do various different things but like in a massive general sum- summarization um, they create little um Micro injuries basically yeah. to tighten the skin and the muscle. Stimulate collagen as well, which yeah. also brings back um, discharge and makes the, the atrophy go away. So if you have a dryness, it well, helps the dryness, yeah, it helps with dryness. Um, Do you remember we went to a health exchange? It was just before COVID. It was the Candela one. It was amazing. Was that Candela? Yeah. I, yeah. I remember there was this German scientist and she was like kind of very threatening, you know, um, as a lot of female German yeah. scientists. And she was, she had uh, an aubergine, right? And oh, yeah. she was like, she had this probe, um, this uh, device probe thing, right? And she had this kind of floppy, saggy, rottenly kind of aubergine. And she stuck the probe into the aubergine, yeah. turned on the probe, and you could actually see the aubergine sh- kind of, you know, shrink into shape and become hard and like, you know, youthful looking aubergine again, like yeah. in front of your eyes. Yeah. Like I know obviously aubergines and vaginas <laughs> Like well, actually, different. they say that it's a similar the the skin texture and so forth. But I mean, the idea was she was saying this is what it does, this is what it can do. So trans, but a lot of people don't like the idea of having something going inside them mm. apart from vibrators. <laughs> I know, kind of just funny. like a vibrator. And yeah. apparently, there's no pain. Uh, you O'Connor, actually, you know the guy. He's got the the Hawk clinic. The Hawk. He's yeah. got the he's got the new trans vaginal laser. And then there's a few of them knocking around. There's the uh, uh, Anud uh, Barry O'Sullivan down in a new clinic down in Cork. Has oh, yeah, as well. He's, he's got one too. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing which I think women should know which I think this so sorry transvaginal laser oh, yes, before sorry. we wrap up on that is very good for tightening for atrophy yeah, um, for, for sexual function sexual function but also just you know restoring the vagina but doesn't doesn't deal with the pelvic floor it, it just doesn't deal with, with the pelvic yeah. floor yeah. but it's uh, yeah the other, the other thing is the O-shot we're going to no well, what I was going to talk about next which is I think the, the most un- no it's a totally unusualised thing that all women should know about is women's health physio oh yeah and like I know Liz is kind of looking at me going oh this is kind of boring but it, it, I think boring. I necessary think it, but boring I think it is the most unknown piece of information how, I don't know how many of my female friends oh, they had babies I said did you go to a women's health physio afterwards they're like no sure why would I do that or I had a c-section why would I do that every single woman should go to a women's health physio after you've had a baby a couple of weeks later just to make sure that everything's in place Check your abs out, check your, your your vagina out, check your pelvic floor out. It is absolutely imperative. It's you have to pay for euros. yourself though. It's 50 quid. Is that it? Yeah, but like it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. The I think a lot of the health insurance companies now uh, have well, that substitute. as part of your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it might be part of your package. There's a brilliant one up in Milltown, um, a women's health physio and, the, you know, they have a load of physios in there. Now, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you do sit there and you basically get fingered for 40 minutes while somebody feels your insides and tells you that your vagina's tight on one side and loose on the other side and to do various exercises. But I mean... Did like, you do the exercises? Yeah, I did actually. Did you? yeah. You're very you're very diligent though. I, think. Well, no, you're I wouldn't diligent. do it. I but, am, I, yeah. but I... But for me, I was like, oh, this is. I'd rather small. someone inject me and be done with it. Small price. Well, speaking of injections, it's an easiest, easy segue. You can use yes Botox, yeah, and, and filler. filler, yeah, in the treatment of various types of incontinence and sexual uh, dysfunction. 
Yeah. So in America, they call it the O shot, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you get filler put in your G spot, and you get you can put it in around your vulva as well, and it increases um, pleasure. Sensation. Actually, yeah. 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 And men, listen, men, it's not just the women. Men, the penis filler is massive. Excuse the pun. In yeah. America. <laughs> They're all getting it for Dick girls. filler. Dick, Dick filler. filler. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing. And like, I'm telling it's you. It's a big thing in America. It is a big thing in America. Literally. <laughs> Obviously, they have a physically they have very big thing. Because it's a massive market. Yeah, so it can't, it can't add <laughs> length. We can talk about this without putting in bad points. It uh, <laughs> doesn't add length, but it can add girth. girth. Yeah. Which is grand. Should, listen, a bit of girth. No, no, no harm. Don't, don't knock it. Should not be on our head initially to, to get it sorted out. Listen, let them crack head. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can get filler. Uh, it's filler. In, in America, every time we go to a conference in America, they're like, and go to the intimate section. You know, yeah. like literally, it is a whopper. It is a whopper. But actually, the filler, the vaginal filler uh, for incontinence, I think, is really interesting. Sorry, is that is that is that not the bubble that Jerry? Uh, yeah, so Jerry Agnew. That's not filler. That's a no, bubble, it is isn't filler. it? So he, Jerry Agnew your, is a gynecologist, by the way. Who can I just say side sidebar here is just. He's too handsome. I know. Too attractive. He was my gynae for my... How could he be your gynecologist? I know. He was my first gynae and uh, it was so funny because Ian only met him on... Far the, too hot. Ian, Ian only met him the day we gave birth or whatever because it was, it was COVID. COVID, yeah. And Ian was like, he never mentioned that he was like a total silver fox. Yeah, I was gorgeous. <laughs> like, oh, did, I, did I forget? Uh, I think a lot of women have a crush on their uh, consultants if they're Apparently there's some kind of you know, psychology behind that. But is anyway, there, I digress. Um, so what Jerry does is... Um, Jerry in, Agnew. In your urethra. Yeah. So your urethra is basically the straw that your urine comes Sorry, down to. Um, again, during pregnancy, that gets stretched again like a balloon and it gets, you know, it doesn't really go back into place. So if if your problem with incontinence is your urethra, mm-hmm. he can put little blobs, blebs of filler the is whole way. Is it filler? Way. I yeah, thought it was filler. like a bubble. No, it's filler. And he puts it the whole way through your urethra and acts like speed bumps. Okay. So the urine doesn't just fall down. Yeah. It has to go over a speed bump. So it Could they do that with men and sperm so the sperm doesn't shoot out? Why would they want to? So that they don't ejaculate too quick? No. <laughs> We better get Laura in here before we get completely off track. So um, if you have any questions about um, anything for a sexual health, intimate health, women's health, um, please bring us, ping us a DM on our social channels at Future Beauty Show. So we have Laura Dowling in the studio. We are I mean, we're very excited, but like we're we get extra excited about Laura. Do you know those kind of people that when you're around, you get there's just trouble. Like yeah. she's our trouble friend. Like we do bold things when we're all together. Oh my goodness! The last time I was out with you guys, I, it took me like three or four days to recover from that. And That's then what about me? You were with me then at the awards then recently. At least you had the de- decency to go home. I went home. You were making dinner. dinner. I went home, dinner, did a workout, and I was like, Liz, Liz is like hanging out of chandeliers in town, doesn't know her own name. When you sent me that picture of Liz with the drool coming out of her mouth. Ah. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, we have a bit of history. <laughs> Laura, you are. This is returning the returning the tables on you today because yes. you're normally the podcast pass, host. Pass the mantle back to us. Yes, yeah, exactly. And now it's our turn to grill you. After you mortified me and told the whole of Ireland I had five flaps. I think you told the whole of Ireland that you really enjoyed that though. And there was a lot of people that empathised with you. They did, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important to get the five flap story out there. Actually, I think I might republish it. Yeah. And now we've just told our whole platform as well that there's a five flaps. We'll explain about the five flaps later, (laughs) the five F situation. Anyhow, right, let's get on with our quick fire round. Okay, okay, because I know this this conversation is going to get probably dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Segwayed somewhat. Uh, okay, Laura, have you ever had Botox? Yes. Fillers? Yes. Profilo? Yes. Laser treatments? No. Vaginal tightening treatments? <laughs> I don't need that. I can't believe you, <laughs> little Miss Vulva, come on. Uh, I actually don't need it though. I, we're gonna I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of yoga and you do Udiana Banda when you're doing yoga. Who and do, like tightens your who do I do what? It's like um, it's like a, you know, it's where you, it's basically like a pelvic floor exercise while you're doing Ashtanga yoga, and I'm convinced that that's what's kept your bits well, intact. Well, yeah, like I mean, you know, I've had three big boys. Yeah. I, I'm, I <laughs> what I mean, babies that I gave, big boys. I mean, babies <laughs> that I've given birth to. Um, you know, my first was this is rich um, coming from your one. I, 
<laughs> Liz's checkered history. Um, what did we say the other day? More pricks than a dartboard. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first fellow. Yeah, the kettle to the pot. And as you can see, listeners, the tone has been set. <laughs> it's already gone down. Anyway, vaginal steaming. Sorry. Who the he- who would vaginal steam? Yeah, has yes. anyone on this podcast yes, vaginal steam? Vaginal steam. You oh, no, they oh. don't. Not loads of people. About oh four God. people. It's, it's a, okay. No one needs to vaginal steam. Okay, right. Let's move on. Colonic irrigation. I, I did it once, actually, uh, years ago. But it was I, I went into the. <laughs> Can I tell you about it? Go on. I feel I was like forced into it, and I didn't even know what it was about. I think there's I, a help group for that. I, I I don't know how I managed to find this uh, doctor in inverted commas. Because I Hello, had bad, Nick. I, I had bad <laughs> acne, um, like on my chin, when I was in my twenties, and I think I may have been in the pharmacy, and someone came into the pharmacy, and I was talking about my my acne, my hormonal acne, with them, and they said, "Oh, I'm a doctor. I could, you know, sort help you out." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds great." And so um, I went. I turned up thinking that I I didn't know what I thought, thought yeah. was going to happen, maybe a facial or something. Yeah. But the opposite happened. Oh yeah, it's weird. And the next thing I know, I'm lying on a table having a colonic. I know. And then... Such a weird experience. But I was on my way to work then afterwards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't go to work afterwards. Rookie mistake. I didn't realise that when you let a little bit of wind out, yeah. that, you know... <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I never again. Yeah. And I'm not, that's not to say that, you know, I... I wouldn't advise it, but I definitely wouldn't advise it for acne because it's, it's such a weird thing. Like it's like pop up here on that table now and let me stick by the I felt because I was there, I had to kind of do it. Have you ever had any cosmetic surgery? No. Okay. No noses or no. any Jesus, this look at this schnoz. <laughs> Lovely nose. I have a, I have a little Lovely bump nose. in the middle of it. I, I think I had a bit of a complex about it when I was in my teens, but okay. no, I don't anymore. My husband tells me I look like a nuttle painting. <laughs> Graham nuttle painting. Listen, <laughs> yeah. your husband should be lucky. <laughs> well, listen, if you yeah. you. Anyway, um, next question. Dental. Um, cosmetic dentistry? Uh, no, apart from maybe getting braces on my lower teeth. Mm like a few years ago because okay. my teeth started to shift. So that is, yeah, that is adult. Is that cosmetic dentistry? Oh, yeah, okay. Technically, I suppose, is it? Yeah. Ortho cosmetic. But you know the only reason why I got it done? And this is interesting. Um, because I was looking at myself on Instagram oh, yeah. and realising, oh my goodness, I didn't realise my teeth were crooked, but it was because they'd moved over time. Yeah. I had had straight teeth. You and know. it's not just because your teeth have moved, it's because your your face starts going further down, right? So if you look at people generally over the 50 mark, you see only their lower teeth. You don't see the top teeth because the, the top lip and the mouth... And your platysmal bands here are pulling... Yeah, right downwards. And your top teeth no longer show. Yeah, you're really selling it for me, girls. Yeah. No. Listen, I'm just saying it's not that you're necessarily that your teeth moved. It's yeah. that your lip and your jaw dropped down and you could see the lower teeth more than you could before. Okay. Anyway, so that's dentistry. Um, next question is, uh, have you ever had any body parts enhanced or shrank in a clinic? No. No. Like okay. even like, you know, cool sculpting type thing or anything like that or is Z-Lipro or anything like that? Um, no. I think I may have I think when I was in the Institute of Dermatologists, they, because I was there in the capacity of uh, showing people about the M Sella chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I got maybe the M sculpt. Oh, the sculpt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to see what it was like. Mm. But I'd, I, so I can't really remember. No, I don't oh, think okay. so. I think it was just like a, a one off 10 minute session to see what it was like. Okay. Last question. Do you ever fantasize about my plastic surgeon? Clearly not. Because <laughs> you're so fabulous. <laughs> No, do other people? Yeah. Fan- like, they're like... As in, like, you could turn yourself into whatever you want to do because you you're married just, to him. Just don't have to pay for it. People oh, yeah, probably want to turn themselves into Laura now, in fairness. Yeah. Well, unless anyway. it's Shu Murphy. I could fantasise about marrying her, actually. She, she well, as could. As a person or just... She's just a sound bird, isn't she? She is, isn't she? And I'd say she'd, like, organise the shit out of my life, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if it was... If and I was to marry... Like, look after the lads on the PTA A hundred percent. And, and she'd then go drive them to the... the, the, the I'd say drive, she could... Drive them to soccer. Yeah. Go do a few surgeons, fix a few vaginas, come home, cook a dinner, probably do a CrossFit class. And start painting the, and the then, kitchen then. No, if yeah. I was to marry a plastic surgeon, it'd be Shu Murphy. Oh, okay, yeah. fair okay, right. Let's 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 kind of reverse here now, quick far over. Um, so from someone who's so holistic, right? Like, I mean, you are very holistic and you're very into health and all that kind of stuff. Mm. When did you start going down the injectables route of like Botox, filler, all that kind of jazz? Uh, it kind of happened. did you have any kind of like guilty feminist conscious thing about it? No, because I was in pennies one day when I was about 36 or 37 and I just worked a 12-hour shift in the pharmacy and it was actually around Christmas time. 
when I'd gone down to get the kids some mm. presents and you know those floodlights and oh, pennies yeah. just beating down upon me and I look at, took one look in the mirror and he jumped back in fright now I was particularly tired that day but I was like oh my goodness I look so old just and, happens overnight oh it? it seemed to for me then and I think I'd been working so hard my youngest was like maybe three I was probably still breastfeeding him but <laughs> I was and working hard and stuff like that but I do have this like thing where I feel that I'm trying to in my social media and whatever I say and do online empower women to love themselves yeah. but yet I'm getting Botox. But you, know, but you know what as well I, I just think like each to their own too and I actually get Botox I, I don't care about looking younger I just mm. don't want to look like Racked death. knackered. <laughs> yeah. Knackered. And knackered and I just yeah. think it makes you look a little bit fresher than what I would yeah. normally. You're not trying to look younger you're just trying to look like a better version of you. Yeah I think so but I do have that little fight sometimes in myself saying you know I do think women are amazing what they do, their bodies do, everything that they could do. And I do think there's a lot of pressure upon women, particularly in this age. Mm. You know, there always has been, but now it's ridiculous. Yeah. And this, it's almost like women are considered to be cast aside after a certain age. They're no longer sexy. The invisible woman. Well, it used to be 25 and now it's kind of much older, right? It is much older. And yeah, so I, I have that kind of inner fight within myself. But 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 Botox always wins out. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the results and you go, oh, listen, forget that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guilty feminists can shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in a, so from about the age of thirty-seven, I was getting Botox, and only regular in the Botox. last reg. Well, not regular actually. Maybe like once a year. Yeah. You know, but but at that age, I don't think it really matters. And yeah. I know they say that it wears off, but I think that you know, in the last couple of years, it's wearing off particularly quickly now. Uh, Katrina Ryan in the Institute would say to me that uh, I, I have a, a really fast metabolism. Yeah. But I think that when you exercise a lot... You do, too, yeah. Exercise it, does have a big part to play. And when you, yeah. walk, when you talk an awful lot and as well. when you well. drink, but you and don't you drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> only, only when I'm out with friends <laughs> and when I'm cooking my dinners. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was around that time. But it's only maybe in the last year or two that I got a little bit of filler in. And when I say Where a little bit, I don't know how much. I don't even know. Ah, Laura, seriously. Well, as in, so I, I get the Botox and the filler at the same time. Yeah. And maybe it was in the last year or two, I had it once a year, maybe, or once every year and a half. I can't so you even like really to, remember. And when I say where, I mean, is it tear trough? Is it nasal labial? Is it cheeks? Oh, so a little bit in the cheeks, because yeah. um, if I had got it in the nasal labial, Katrina was saying that I'd look like a chipmunk. Monkey. Just a little bit. He's referring to Professor Sorry, Katrina Ryan. Yeah, Katrina. Dermatologist. Uh, Professor Katrina Ryan at the Institute of Dermatologists. And so she was saying to me that if I get it in the nasal labial, that will make you look like a little bit of a chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. So she just Monkey put a little, So she said, her own words, little teeny tiny touch here at the top of my cheekbones to just mm. bring mm -hmm. this up to remove the, yeah. to make the nasolabial not as deep. That's so yeah, just a little bit in the top of my cheeks, I think. And then I think that she put a bit of Botox in my chin. Yeah, yeah that's time. really good for ptosis. Which is chin sagging and also okay. the little chin dimpling. You know, yeah. Chin boxes. That, that little orange peel look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's but also it. the chin droops, you know, as well. And, and that kind of brings the face down as well. So putting a little bit, a tiny little bit of Botox there is really effective, you know. Yeah. Um, tell me. More size as well. Tell me this. I did see on your Instagram that you were getting mad lasers. Lasers? What's that? Did you get a load of various lasers. Then? Oh, oh, did you get the Secret Pro? Oh, yes, I did. I got yeah. the Secret Pro. Oh, my goodness. Brilliant, isn't it? Did you Big. like it? Yeah, I, I really liked the results that I gave to my skin, but it was sore. Oh, yeah. So Secret Pro Did you do is just, let's just kind of... Full face? One second. Let's just explain what Secret Pro is. Yeah. It's microneedling treatment, uh, but it's it's done... Radio with, frequency uh, microneedling. Radio frequency microneedling. Little channels, uh, micro channels put into your skin and then the radio frequency goes in and it kind of acts as a shrink wrap to the skin and the heat from the radio frequency works to stimulate collagen and kind of tighten up the skin effectively. Yeah. As you said, it's pretty hardcore. It is hardcore. It's sore. And, you know, I only did the first pass. I don't think I did the second. I couldn't stand. No, no. Hang on one second. No, I did the second pass, but I couldn't get it done twice in that day. Um, and I would consider myself. Hardcore. Yeah, because I, I, I have a like high pain threshold. I was like, go for it. Did you take some Valium or anything beforehand? Yeah, I did. And did you take the numbing cream too? Yes. And you still could only have Yeah, but it was probably maybe just before my period or something. You know, uh, I did it with no lidocaine because I was breastfeeding and I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not have a lidocaine when you're breastfeeding Apparently on your face? Not. So on your they, face? I would have done it, but they wouldn't give it to me. So. Are you serious? Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely balls. I know. Is it? Balls. Yes. Yeah. And there's you so many. Oh, it yeah, really annoys me the way women that are breastfeeding are told you can't do anything but yeah. sit and breastfeed. And then it just <laughs> puts people off breastfeeding. It's like we've the lowest rate in Europe. We've a, a shocking. 
And it's funny, like even since I was had my my boy is seven now. So when I was I had my Bob, sorry, I was breastfeeding Bobby obviously seven years ago, and I was under absolutely no circumstances. Like even my pals, they were like, "No, I'm not going near you." Like in terms of Botox or oh, yeah. you know anything, like even a laser. Like I remember, getting, like even asking for a facial when you're pregnant is like a disaster. Oh yeah, you can't breastfeeding, get a thing, you're like you can't do anything. So and now, like fast forward to you, like three or four years later, you're having kids, and it's absolutely no problem. The yeah. complete shift in perception as to what you can do. Yeah, um, but there's always the litigation thing, and I can totally understand doctors yeah. and pharmacists who say, "Oh, you can't." Because Ireland has, like, we're a really yeah. litigious society. Yeah. And if someone, you know, gets something done and then their baby f- has a bite of diarrhea or something, they're yeah. going to try and blame the boat. Yeah. The baby so, never gets a wrinkle. Well, <laughs> but, you know, we we need to take the 360 view too. I can see yeah. why people err on the side of caution too. But I think that we've gone too far on the side of caution almost. Particularly, like, I'm not talking about yeah. aesthetic treatments, I'm talking about like general cold and flu treatments yeah, and yeah, things like that. And yeah, where women are literally, you know, told you can't do anything for yourself. Oh, no. It's just not fair. Like, I had a woman come in to me once who was told um, she couldn't use. Um, a thrush cream on her vagina because she was breastfeeding. Oh, I was like, God's sake. Yeah, so there's that level of ignorance okay. out there too. Now you really just segue noisily into vaginas. Yeah, I always okay. manage to bring it up. You love, manage to bring you it up. love an old vagina. I do. Here, okay. I do. Okay. I love a young one too. Where, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first, actually, I have a question. You were saying that you have a great vagina, right? How do people know that they have a great vagina, right? It's not like a ring size, right? That there's a general I'm a size M. Well, maybe there is a ring size. We just, yeah, you just don't that's know. what I'm saying. Like, how do people... Because it's, ge- it's not external like a penis. So you yeah, can't exactly. go, you have a big one. How do you know or... you have a book of vagina or a nice little tight oh, I've one. heard it on Good Authority now that yours is like... Probably you have you heard that is absolutely it starts the five flaps and then it just gets worse <laughs> you're full of crap anyway um, I think people uh, look it's really hard for someone to be able to tell and obviously yeah. like I mean when I was saying that like it's a little bit in jest too but I've, I don't have any issues Yeah. Okay. I don't have any leaking issues I don't have any sexual dysfunction you're you know because it could I, be yeah. the other extreme too it could be too tight like where sex yeah. is painful you know, yeah, all those kind of things. But well. I think the issue, the main issue that we have in Ireland, which is why I have my Viva La Vova show, by the way, yeah. is because we just don't talk about it. And actually, no. that's what I discovered well, when I was doing my corporate show. About it. What, is, what is Viva La Vova show? So Viva La Vova show is me and my Vova crew yeah. uh, going on tour, go away, Kerry Cork uh-huh. and we are just opening up the conversation about female health and I call it Viva La Vulva because that kind of gets attention yeah? Yeah. yeah but I have a women's health physio there I have a sex therapist there I have a comedian as well mm. Kyla Cobbler and then I have a lady that sells uh, sex toys and we are there are they on stage having the chat are we on stage with me so uh, we're going to have a couple of people are going to give a talk mm-hmm. and then we're also going to sit down and have a, a panel discussion conversation and we're going to encourage people to ask questions in a confession box they can ask whatever they want and mm-hmm. we'll answer them but it was basically because, well, first of all, it was I'd, I'd first-hand evidence of it in the pharmacy that women just, they had serious mm. issues with the vaginal atrophy, say, in, in menopause. And they were dealing with it for like 15, 16 years until it got so painful that they Wouldn't had... Walk. Yeah. So I had that. And then when I was like, when I started doing my corporate talks, you know, I... I started easing into the conversation about sexual health and orgasms and people just loved it. And I realised that there was a serious amount of people, a huge amount of women out there that didn't even know what the name of their vulva was because they would no. all call it vagina. But even I was I was, I was, was at a talk there last week and a woman had was saying to me that she, um, she couldn't orgasm anymore. Like her husband and herself were having sex regularly but she could no longer achieve orgasm. But and that could is, previously. Yes. And yeah. that is often an indication that the of uh, clitoral atrophy. Mm. So not only can women's vaginas atrophy, their clitorises, clitoris, is clitoris? Bunch of clitoris. They can, they can uh, shrink an atrophy too, which means then that, uh, and to the point that they, they can't even see them anymore. Um, mm. the, and then they obviously, they will have they difficulties. They can't get clitoral, clitoral stimulation then. Yeah, and it's to do with um, lower estrogen levels in the blood or non-existent estrogen levels and uh, a lack of blood flow to the clitoris. And something as simple as an estrogen cream can yeah. bring that all back but women are not being told about it and I maintain that if men's willies were shrinking (laughs) there would be absolutely it'd be all over the news free tea or tea free tea or tea for everyone there would be various remedies available over the counter but it's not considered to be important because women just put up and shut up and if a woman doesn't have an orgasm then so what that is the view And it also has a knock-on effect on her self-confidence and her relationship. So that's that's why I... Do you think There's I'm passionate also, about this or not? <laughs> there is also, like in America, the O-Shot is a huge, um, huge like market. Basically, it's called the orgasm shot in America in the aesthetics market. And they basically just quite simply in, 
inject filler into the clitoris, clitoral area, to make it bigger and more accessible um, and therefore more, you know, uh, easy for uh, whoever it is to find. And they also inject... I thought it was into the G-spot. No, they do both. Is it easier to find or easier for someone to achieve orgasm? Because I'm not sure if it helps with sexual dysfunction. Both, because, I mean, you're saying atrophy, right? It's like Mm -hmm. atrophy. We're saying our our cheeks are shrinking. So we pop a bit of filler in and then the cheeks come back up. It's the same with the clitoris. You can put put a bit of filler in there and you can put it... No, don't be... Oh, I'm squirming at the thought of that. That's ridiculous. Why are you squirming at the thought of that? Only just the thought of an injection. You pulled babies out of your vagina. But not out of her clitoris. No, it's more more that I'm thinking of saying you put a little bit of filler in there and or Ugh. up up near your G spot and well, bada bing it's much more effective. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure how I'd love to see the I understand that. it from the G sure, spot part. I'm sure that it would work from the kind of the physical look of it, but I'm not sure how that would actually help a woman orgasm. Orgasm better. And therefore it's more prominent and it's not atrophying. I yeah but I think that it would need estrogen in order for it to be stimulated up. Well, and and blood flow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have mm. heard of the O-Shot. I'm not sure if people think it's amazing over here. No, that's because we're so slow. And also, we're also very reluctant to take on any of these kind of aesthetic trends, especially the sexual aesthetic trends. It's very slow here. In America, it is like 30% of the market. Here, it's about, I'd say, 0.003. But I think that the term aesthetic is what's the problem there. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, it's like it's, it's medical sexual dysfunction yeah. yes, treatment. It's not but sure, look, it's aesthetic. And it's, and it's dealt it's with It's not, I want my clitoris to look pretty. It's like, yeah. I actually want it to work. But sure, look, it's even like, it's even like our future beauty show. So like, we've changed it now to future beauty on health because people think it's just about Botox and boob jobs but actually it's probably about 10% of our event we, and the rest is laugh. actually yeah, about vaginas, vaginas yeah. and bone health and skin health and teeth and veins and all the other but Mommy. I shouldn't really be considered beauty but you know it all well, we rant like this all the time like you know diastasis recti has to be covered by yourself like anything to do with women and as you said, it's not even sexual health. It's like you women's health. health. I mean, you're, health. After 20 years of age, when your body starts falling apart, it's up to you to fix it. Do you know? Yeah. And we're, just, we're, we're living longer these days. Yeah. Like, you know, we may have, been, <laughs> may have been dead at this stage years ago. Yeah. But now we're living so much longer in like postmenopausally. So we need to, I suppose, put the hormones or do the treatments that will help our bodies be their best selves. Yeah. So... I know also that like one of your big things uh, and something I kind of mirror is that um, lifting weights, doing exercise. So outside of the vanity purposes of, you know, mm. staying thin and trim, what are your kind of core reasons for exercising? I, I say this a lot. I want to be able to wipe my own bum when I'm 80. Yeah. I don't want my children having to do it for me or yeah. in being a nurse. There might be a robot for that. The time I want really. to be able to go and put my own groceries on the top of my shelves. Yeah. I want to uh, tie my own shoelaces. So it's for mobility, it's for strength and it's for bone health. And I really do mean that. And also mental health. I, I'm mm. a bit of a cow if I haven't exercised in a couple of days. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do it for like body shape as such mm. I do it for that and that's what everyone should be aiming for and I think if we stripped away the whole aesthetic part of exercise mm. and we actually did it for our health like there are studies that are currently undergoing uh, being done about the fact that like exercise helps with cognitive function as we get yeah. older too our brain is the biggest you know user of energy it's the biggest mm. is the organ that's most use of energy in our body and if we are pumping it with blood by the fact that we are doing exercise yeah. and, and you know using weights it just it's just making it healthier for longer but people I think the biggest misconception about lifting weights which is something that I, I suppose if we could myth bust anything today that would be uh, something you think that's still out there yeah, that, that people think if you lift weights, you're going to be bulking up. Yeah, they do, but also uh, they don't. No, they, and I think, I, and I think women over. need to be taking protein as well. Be really consistent yeah. with the protein intake. And, and also, women don't understand why you would lift weights, particularly uh, older women. Well, it's quite simple. Your your, your muscles like waste. everything else waste away, yeah. and also the tendons that the hang the muscles. But actually, the, the heavier the heavier the weight that you lift, it actually it's for your bone health. I know because then mm. when they're they're strong, mm. and the bone gets strong, and everything like that. Tell me a little bit about your shrooms. So. So there's the, there's mushrooms have been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Thousands, mm. yeah. So I am all about kind of marrying ancient wisdom with contemporary medicine, and you know ancient wisdom with that like traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. That's all um, food based. That's, mm. You know, people get prescriptions for what to eat for their particular constitution. Yeah. And that so you are what you eat, all. literally. Well, yeah. Well, look, I mean, they, that's what they say, isn't it? Like eighty mm. percent is food and twenty percent exercise. If you're talking about say, yeah. 
weight loss or 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 trying to shape your body it's you know a lot of it is mm. what you're eating and of course even for your hormonal health and everything like that it's so important that as we age as women that we eat appropriately for um our later years and we're getting the appropriate amounts of calcium and you know all those other kinds it, of things that we need is that but do you not think from a bone point of view they say that like you know the diet it, the damage is done early on it's like skin cancer you know the diet the damage is done to your bones and everything and the biggest damage to your bones uh, is is your oestrogen so you can eat all you want when your oestrogen crashes for menopause yeah well when women are well when women are restricting their diet cardiovascular system well when women are restricting their diet if they're when they're young and they're dieting Mm -hmm. and they're you know particularly women that may have had eating disorders Mm -hmm. like they would be more predisposed to say the likes of uh, osteoporosis etc but it's never too late to help your bones you think? Yes. It's not a think, it's a yes, yeah. it's truth. It's not like I think it. With supplements or with exercise? With, with both. With really? both. Well, you need your vitamin D. Mm. Um, so you can only get that from the sun. We're all like, you know, deficient, yeah. we're all deficient because of the, the where we fall in the in the in the world in terms of lines of latitude. But also, and the scaremongering about about, about skin um, cancer, skin cancer, and wearing SPF. Yeah. So there's yeah. lots of us that need our vitamin D daily, definitely, yeah. and then K2 will help to drive the Absorb vitamin D, to drive the calcium into the bones and and not into the arteries too. So it's important that as we get older, we have K2 in our diet too. Where um, do you get K2? So K2 can be got, well, you've got your vegetables and things like that, but like, you know, my Menno and Perry would have that in it as a result because for the for the reason being that it's, you know, aimed towards women of perimenopausal and menopausal age. So there's loads of things that people can do, but I don't think that it's, it's I don't think it's a case of like, you just write off what you do, you know, the, no. my eastern levels are gone, therefore I shouldn't I'm eat boxed, well. So just, yeah. Yeah, 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 you can still exercise and actually exercise and, and weight, you know, impact exercise is really important too because that helps with your bone, your bone turnover rate as well. Mm. Um, Laura, before we leave you, tell us this. What do you think women need to do to age smartly? They need to not put up and shut up with any kind of issues and they need to go and get help when they first feel that their quality of life is being impacted by any kind of health issue. And they, and I always say that they may need to go to a specialist doctor that deals with something like menopause and that's really, really you know, proficient mm. and knows what they're talking about because sometimes we can have like there's amazing doctors out there, absolutely amazing GPs that have helped people for their whole lives. But then suddenly they come to menopause, and the GP may not be just up to date with the you know yeah. relevant evidence based or main. You know, I've had women coming into me and say I'm 47 and I have like 10 symptoms, and my doctor says I'm too young for HRT and I'm too young for yeah. menopause. Like it's just we, we hear it a lot actually. That. About lots of things like GPs yeah. saying, oh, you know. It's in your head are they not all going on training now? Well, they 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 are well they they're not obliged to do specific menopause training. They can all they can upskill just like pharmacists and mm. nurses. I did it myself with the British Menopause Society there just a couple of weeks ago. But it's constant learning, and like mm. GPs are really busy. And yeah. they're, do they they're not made to learn about everything? Do they not have to have to do CPD every year? Well, they do, but they. Yeah. I don't, do don't think that want. they have to do it in, in some yeah. specific. And you know, they all have their own interests. Mm. So I think it should that be really kind important. of, especially for GPs, it should be like uh, like obesity, menopause. But they can't do everything. They can't be everything to everyone. No, no, no but and that's a big. But it should be issue. But, but the Irish Medical Council can introduce compulsory parts of of CPD training, so they still have to do but, ten hours a, a but year. But you also have to understand yeah, as well that the asthma person saying. Well, asthma is actually more important. You know, mm. be, this is it. And yeah. like things have moved on in medicine. There is so much mm. general health now. Yeah. You know, menopause is actually an entire feckin' uh, yeah, speciality yeah. itself. Mm. You could almost go to medical school and just learn about menopause. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Kind of it? So I think it's and really important. menopause, the whole female health. And I mean, actually, you hear it now. I do on the radio all the Irish life ads and everything. They're like, you know, they, they've opened up the female health for their health insurance. They're like from period oh, yeah. to menopause to... Yeah. Germs even, and yeah. Everything, VHI, germ view. Women, the whole mm. the whole spang, like in France, for example, like when you, you go to a gynecologist at 12, the minute you get your, or whenever you have your period, and then that, that relationship is there for life. You don't go to your GP for female problems. You go to your gynecologist. No. Yeah. It's free, by the way. Whereas here, I went to a menopause specialist, paid my 250 euros and was sent away with my patches, like I, like as I, w- I would have been with my GP, do you know? So yeah. I, don't, I didn't get the benefit out of it and I was the one banging on about it for ages. Okay, well, maybe it depends on whether you're more complex or not, but you know, it, and it also depends on the type of GP that you have too, mm-hmm. I suppose. So maybe like your GP is definitely your first protocol. My GP but if went you... through me actually. She's like, what did you do going to that manifest specialist? What's wrong with me? I'm 
I'm a woman. Oh. I'm 55. And jeez, I, I was know. read the riot act for going off. And she was like, and so she's sending your prescriptions now. Well, why didn't you just keep going to her? And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. Oh. And I you don't want to, but you don't want to hurt their feelings either. And, and as I said, and I really want to make this clear, so, like GPs are wonderful. They are, really yeah. so, and, but they're so busy and, and if they haven't they are and then there's a lot of complex cases yeah. with menopause yeah. like it isn't just a case of slap on a patch and sh- you know use a, proge- use a progesterone tablet too and off you go like there's mm. a lot of guinea pigging for yourself too yeah. Yeah. figuring it out what's right there is and also some weird symptoms that you would never associate I was reading something literally last night and about all the list of menopause symptoms and one of them was like shoulder tip pain oh yeah and frozen like, shoulder frozen yeah. Yeah. yeah loads of mad stuff mad yeah. stuff it's because awful. there's eastern eastern receptors from your the tip of your head to the top of your toe to is the it, bottom of your toes. Is and being a woman, honestly, sucks. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, is that why I you well, like being a woman? I, I, I think I, think, I do. Yeah. I really yeah. do. And Even I love with all the shit. I, I do, and I love getting. I like. I love getting my period every month too. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I do, I, and I loved giving birth, and I loved like breastfeeding. I'm going to. I just say. think my body's brilliant. You are just one of those. Well, I, no, I, I I do agree with you on the body, but you know, I think. Um, I think in my 40s, I now finally have a different uh, relationship with my body now. I now think, isn't it amazing that I made a human? Actually, I think motherhood changed that for me. I, like, I'm, I, I, look at, I look at them and I'm like, I made those eyelashes. I know. And like, I made, and, you know, I made those little toes. Laura, your menopause supplements, um, everyone swears by them. I need to get on them myself. Jesus Christ. I do, but you know what? I have so many supplements at home. I mean, it's actually ludicrous. But you don't need all of them. I know, but I, I, you know, I start taking them for three weeks and then I give up. You know? Yeah, well, that's not what I want I you know. to do. I'd rather people didn't buy them unless they did them properly. And I always say that. What does doing them properly mean to you? Taking them every day. For how long? Uh, well. Forever. <laughs> yes, once you're on them, you're with me for life. Now, look. <laughs> You know, something like uh, that's something that's going to support you through menopause and beyond menopause is a good idea to be taking every day. Mm. And if you get on well with it and you find that it works, why mm. not continue it? Like, do you, you plateau it, on supplements? No, no, no. Not and like you're, you know, you're comfy. Well, it's like that's like saying do you plateau on food. Mm. You know, you don't. Yeah. It's a food supplement. Okay. And it has, you know, especially with the menopause, peri, it has. Um, lion's mane. Lion's mane in there mm. to help to support um, menopause issues and then it has your chromium for cravings it has your vitamin D and your K2 for your bones B12 for psychological function B6 for hormonal regulation, regulation and magnesium for tiredness fatigue so it's got it's like your one stop shop but each of the products that I have when I brought out I have six they can be used by themselves or together but I you know people message me and go I want all of them. I need them all. I'm like, you actually don't need them all. Pick one thing in your life that you want to plug and try yeah. it. And then maybe add a second or third one. I love one the old or and or I have to say. That I take the relaxed great. ones. Yeah, they're very nice. And I, I've I've been taking the immune ones, but uh, ironically, everyone in my house is sick, so I'm not sick. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> also might be because of the NAD, which will come back. Yeah, it's hard to know. I told you, get one of those injectable supplements. They are the way forward. I am I'm not, not so in. sure they're cold chain they're expensive they are and also expensive. in Ireland yeah. in Ireland B12 is actually prescription only so I don't even know how they're getting them into the country Shh. <laughs> All right on that note we better wrap up Okay so if you want to find out more about Laura's supplements or Viva La Vulva you can go to Fabulous Pharmacist on all her socials and we will be back next week with uh, former Senator Catherine Noon who's going to be talking to us about weight loss and her weight loss journey and all sorts of uh, aesthetic uh, conversations as usual and if you have any questions for us or any of our guests um, please hit us up on at Future Beauty Show on all socials and we will talk to you next week Fess Up with Liz and Nikki a Go Loud original podcast proudly sponsored by BTL Aesthetics the creators of all the best clinical treatments M-Face M-Sculpt Neo and Exion. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app Go Loud Sounds better with us